This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. This is our 88th episode of Talk Direction. Um, how's it going with you today, Kara? Um, I... I hear you're stressed. Yeah, I'm pretty stressed, not gonna lie. Um, so I'm going to visit friends from study abroad tomorrow, um, but that means I have to get, um, everything done tonight, and next week is spring break, so... Like, kind of, it's all culminating. Like, our foster cats are getting picked up today, so that's going to be kind of a trial and tribulation. My roommate's going to try to get them into the, like, crate, and they're very skittish, so that's going to be a freaking time and a half, so I might have to pause the episode and go help her with that (laughs) at some point. Um, And I have an essay, and I have to read, like, two books, and I have to pack, and I have to just all this kind of crap, but it'll be stressing me out just listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm like, I haven't pulled an all-nighter in a really long time, and I don't really want to, but I might have to figure out something. Oh, that sucks. I know, because I, I, but honestly, I privilege my sleep over anything, so it's like something will not get done so I can sleep. (laughs) Right, yeah, oh, I feel you. I mean, I, right now, I'm not, like, super, like, a couple days ago, I was super stressed. Yeah. Today, not so bad, but there's, like, just things in general that I have to do, but nothing due immediately. Yeah. Um, so, at the end of, the end of, like, this, I guess, the first half of a semester is really tough before, like, spring break, because everything seems to come all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, in good news, I went home this past weekend, and, um, something arrived in the mail for me that my mom had got me for my birthday, but it hadn't arrived by the time I was, like, there celebrating my birthday, which was a Girl Almighty shirt. Oh, um, cute. And I got it off Etsy, and it just says Girl Almighty on it, and it's, like, a cute t-shirt. Um, I think it's both the neck and, like, the sleeves have, like, black, Yeah, uh, a, like a like, ringer tee. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I really like it, and I was really happy with that, and I posted a picture on my own Instagram, um, but I'm sure if I wear it, I'll post one on the Talk Direction Instagram. Yeah, you should post it on there. Yeah, um, but I was happy about that. I know, um, Sam Glorious, one of our listeners, um, had a sweatshirt that said Girl Almighty, and that inspired me to look up more Girl Almighty stuff, and I found that one on Etsy. Nice. Um, I wanted to give a Patreon update, too. Um, Patreon is our way our monthly subscription type thing where you guys can listen to bonus content, watch videos that we create every week. Um, we talk after every episode for another half hour, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but I wanted to again say that we now you're able to get the, um, episodes, the Talk Direction download episodes onto your podcasting app by copying and pasting the link on the right-hand side corner of our Patreon or in an email that was sent to you, and you can paste that into your app, um, the whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, and that's an easy way to get the content right to your phone. Um, 
I also wanted to say thank you to our new patrons who signed up, Rachel, Linda, and Bess. Thank um, you. They all signed up. That is awesome. We're actually at $83, so we're very close to reaching the $100 goal, um, which means we'll get to bring back bonus episodes. I mean, if it happens in the next, like, week and a half, then we could be together and do a bonus episode. And um, Ed Sheeran's album will just have come out, so maybe we could do one on that. That'd be so fun. Exactly. I'm excited. And maybe we'll maybe we'll record one anyway and then, like, hold it over, like, ready until, like... Oh. To to drop it, you know, once we oh, um, yeah. hit 100. Um, but, I mean, that's only, like, four or five more people to go, which is very exciting. Um, and I also wanted to, like, point out some of the um, cool things that we have on the patron that we haven't really talked about as much on the show, except for the first time I talked about them. One of them, which no one seems to have used yet, is the hotline... Bl- uh, I want to say hotline bling, but what is it? Hot- hotline one ding? Is that <laughs> what we called it? Um, which is where you guys can actually, like, leave us a message. Like, record your voice, leave us a message, and it'll play on the show. So your actual message will get to play on the show and we'll respond to it. Which I think is so super cool. So if you're a patron and you want to, like, be more involved with the show, definitely try that out. Um, there's a link to it in, on, I think it's under, like, one of the tagged options on the left-hand side of Mm -hmm. our Patreon page. Um, and it's super easy. You just, like, record yourself and put it into this shared folder Dropbox that we have open. Um, and I would love to use it. I think that's so cool. Um, and another thing is that the $10 patrons are actually able to come on the show with us and we'll coordinate times. Um, I think I have two weeks off, um, in March. So if you're a $10 patron and you want to, um, like be on the show and, and get that chance, uh, definitely, um, you can email us. I might send out an email asking, but, like, you can also be forward-reaching, I guess, in that, and, like, let us know if there's a time, um, like, in March that you would like to be on a segment, um, and we can, we can record that at any time of the week and then, like, pop it in the episode. Um, so those are really, really cool benefits, um, that if you're already a patron, you should take advantage of, and if you're not, um, you know, go check out our Patreon page. Um, uh, oh, also, last Patreon update, um, because we hit our $50 mark, we're going to be doing a live show, and we're going to do that, um, the weekend that we're together, which is, like, the weekend of the 10th, 11th, and 12th, um, because we'll be in the same place, and I believe we can do it through YouTube. YouTube has now, um, you're able to do live streaming of, like, whatever live streams and then it records the content too and it'll just be like as a YouTube video and our YouTube would be exclusive to the Patreons um like the link to it um so that will be coming so if you again if you have a certain day that works better for you to watch us let us know um we might not be able to accommodate given our schedules but the video footage will still be online Mm -hmm. whether you catch it live or not um I think I hit all my points hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you to all of our patrons. <laughs> um, moving on to our back to you segment. 
Um, this is the segment where we get to respond to what you guys wrote us in um, via our Twitter, which is talk, direct, uh, talk underscore direction, our email, which is talkdirection at gmail.com, our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. Um, and I didn't really have a question of the week for this past week, but we did get a response to our question of the week the week before, um, which was, what do you love about yourself? Um, and this was originally from Amanda on our Valentine's Day episode, and we got one response, and I thought we would include it because more love is better. Um, and this is from Astra or Astra. I looked up the pronunciation, and I found two ways to say it, so please let me know if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, but they said, I need to thank you for this lovely segment. I seriously never thought I was proud of anything about myself. But after listening to this, I've got so many things. I have got so many things. I'm quite proud of the jobs I ha I've had and currently where I'm in my career. I head a team of 15 software engineers. I'm proud that I do whatever I feel like doing, quite like Kara, I think, said. Good at listening to people and I have lots of very close friends. Recently, I bought my third car at 26. I'm an older fan. Physical, um, yet to find some. Um, I think this is awesome. There's so many, like, positive things in here. Yeah. Um, first of all, software, like, heading a team of 15 software engineers is amazing. That's incredible. Like, that is so cool. Um, and just, like, I think recognizing, I think, like you said, sometimes you just don't even think you have things about yourself that you like or you can be proud of. But, like, when you take a step back and you're like, you know what, I do have a lot of friends and, like, I do things for myself and, like, you know, I'm a good listener. Like, you might not think, you might not think every day about, like, how important good listening is, but it is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, like, that's such a good quality to to know about yourself. Plus, your name is really cool, so... <laughs> yeah, it is. I love your name. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, if you, still, if you guys want to write us in about, like, love things that you love about yourself, always do. I know, honestly, I'd love to hear them. We, we can keep it up, because this is amazing. Um, okay, so our news today is very Harry-focused. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not really our fault this time. He just had more news that came God. out. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a Dunkirk update. Of course, all of you know Dunkirk is the World War II movie Harry is going to be acting in. It's coming out in July. Um, we have a couple of updates about it. The first is that while it was rumored Harry's character's name was Alex, um, it wasn't really fully confirmed. And now we have a picture that was released of him with, I think, a fan um, outside of a dressing room from the Dunkirk when he was filming Dunkirk and on the wall it says Alex. So I think that means that his name is Alex. Um, oh, that's a good name. Yeah, I really like the name. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts? I mean, I just feel like X is such a cool letter that like any <laughs> any name with the like the letter X in it is automatically just like cool. <laughs> like that is my professional opinion. That, that's a good opinion. I agree with you. Um, I like the name. <laughs> it's like when I talk about titles of songs, like solid name, mm -hmm. <laughs> solid song title. Um, but we have more interesting news, which is Christopher Nolan has been talking to Premiere, which I assume is a magazine, um, about sort of like how the movie was, I guess like, I don't know, like the setup, setup of it, or like, I couldn't think of a better word to say it, but like the premise of like how they decided to like, go about 
like the structure of the movie, I guess. Um, and he said, um, this is an, uh, oh, no, that's the third one. He said, the film is told from three points of view, the air, planes, the land on the beach and the sea, the evacuation by the Navy. For the soldiers embarked in the conflict, the events took place on different temporalities. So, um, this is sort of saying that, like, there's going to be three different, I guess, points of view Mm. of the film. And I don't know how, like, I I feel like when I hear that, I feel like it's going to be, like, very distinct, like, we're going to get to hear stories from each of them and compare how each experience was um, for the different soldiers. And... Also in the Premier Magazine thing, it said, um, I don't know where they got this information from because it wasn't in the actual quote from Christopher Nolan, um, but they said that, um, where is it? I keep losing my stuff. Um, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, it says, um, the film will feature three different perspectives moving from the beach with Harry Styles to the sea with Mark Rylance and Cillian... Killian Murphy, and up to the sky with Tom Hardy. Um, so I don't know if they just got those from the trailer of where yeah. each of these actors were placed yeah. during that time, which I guess it could be because we saw these characters in uh, like on these three areas. Um, but I guess what what do you think about that? Does that does that tell us that Harry is going to be like the main character that's on the beach? Um, I mean, I'm not going to take anything as gospel because this kind of seems like something I could infer from watching the five minute, um, not trailer, but like preview. But Mm -hmm. also if like, uh, Christopher Nolan did say like, there's three main storylines and Harry seems to be like the main person on the beach, then I mean, he definitely has a main role. Like we know that. And like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that like, if there's three, like three storylines and I feel like, um, it makes sense that there's, like, multiple different, um, main characters, which I feel like I've, we've been saying this entire time, like, that there's, yeah. like, there's gonna be, it's gonna be, like, a cast of characters, and I feel like it's gonna be interesting if, like, they interweave them at all, or if they're gonna be completely mm-hmm. separate. So are you saying it's going to be, like, a Valentine's Day-esque movie, but in World War Two form? Uh, oh, my god, I think even, like, the actual, I was like, oh, um. <laughs> no, no, like, the, the setup of it, where you, like, slowly find out how these characters are related to each other. I'm not sure. Or, like, what's that, what's the British one called? Um, uh, the, like, the Christmas one. one. Yeah. I don't remember god, what it's called. Love it. Actually. Love Actually, yeah. yeah. Like, where really you realize that. A really dark, version of that, I guess. Yeah, you realize that they're connected in some way, um. I mean, yeah, I think I think you said it from the very beginning that you think it's going to be a cast, and that makes sense, and maybe they'll have, like, three main people on the different, like, planes of... Existence. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, like, if Harry's headlining the beach, like, I'm excited about that. But we know also, like, we saw him in a boat and, like, yeah. in the water. Yeah. Um, but that could have just been, like, him evacuating, and then the beach will be the main part. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say at this point. Um, but... Yeah, that's exciting. Also, people have been saying that um, Dunkirk is to be an early favorite for the Oscars next mm-hmm. year. Um, Paul Corbold, which is the special effects supervisor, um, was talking about this. And he also said, I think it's going to be a good movie. Harry was amazing in it. Um, nice. And the fact that like people are already talking about Dunkirk for the Oscars is super exciting. Um, now, that doesn't mean... like 
necessarily Harry is going to be up for an Oscar personally. Um, and if he was, I think it would probably be like a best supporting oh, actor yeah, yeah. role. Um, but I mean, just the, the fact that Harry's in a movie that's like already being talked about for the Oscars is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's a chance that he could get best supporting actor? Um, I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I'm just excited to, I would be really excited to see him at the Oscars. Um, I feel like the Oscars is kind of the most boring award show, um, (laughs) but, um, I still am excited to see what he wears in the Oscars of 2018, so, you know. At least we'll get, like, a really nice, cool suit outfit dealio, hopefully, um, on the red carpet. That'll be exciting. Hopefully by the time this episode is up, I'll have edited my video, which is, um, for Patreon, which is, um like clothes from Gucci that I want to see Harry wear and there's some exciting <gasps> suits that I would oh hope God. that he would wear so you know that's so exciting plug. yeah it was really fun to do so I'm excited about that um what else was I gonna say I do not remember I'm trying to think Oscars I don't know something about the Oscars I don't know oh, well. who knows maybe he'll win a Grammy and then win an Oscar oh <laughs> oh I remember what I was going to say. Um, if you if you blab long enough, you'll figure <laughs> out what you're going to say. Um, which was, like, I guess for the um, for the Grammys, they always have, like, Best New Artist. And, like, they should have that for the Oscars. Like, Best New Actor slash Actress. Oh, my God. Like, and then Harry could win that. <laughs> okay. He'll be the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be the only one in the category because exactly. we've it. Yeah, and it'll be fan voted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, okay, another Harry update, but this is to do with his album. Um, we got the Hits Daily Double. Uh, I don't know who said this, but, you know, we we read real sources and non-real sources here on the podcast um, and discuss, because sometimes the discussion is more important than, like, what is actually being said. Um, but they were talking about Harry's album, and some source said... Uh, or just maybe it was just from the um, from the heavy hitters or whatever the hell that is, said Giant Buzz surrounds the forthcoming album by another Columbia artist, the recently signed Harry Styles, managed by Jeffrey Azoff, now in partnership with Brandon Creed. Working with a single producer, the versatile Jeff Basker, Kanye West, Rolling Stones, Uptown Funk, in marked contrast to One Direction's production by committee, Harry St- or Styles has crafted a set that recalls the regal high water mark of the 70s British rock, Bowie and Queen in particular. The lead single, which could not, which could come out as soon as late April or early May, sounds like it would be a smash in any decade. Styles' album will hit during the first quarter of Sony's fiscal music, Sony Music's fiscal year which promises to be another big one for the company. On the heels of an impressive two-year run fueled by Adele and Beyonce. Um, it's so awkward reading, like, this type of stuff, especially when I don't know, like, when the sentences are going to stop, because, like, it seems like my, like, what's it called? Like, the, um, like, the tone of my voice, I guess, like, the, like, the syncopation that I have is all very off. <laughs> um, but hopefully that was still understandable. I think, I think what we can take from this whole thing um, especially is the 70s British rock, Bowie and Queen in particular. Um, and that, again, we, we already kind of knew that the first single might be coming late April, early May. But um, I guess this is more clearly talking about what 
what um, genre of music Harry will be will be singing that could be apparently a smash in any decade. So what do you think about this? I mean, this is similar to what we wanted from him, right? Yeah, and like it's actually funny because um, later on we're going to be talking about like what covers we want would we'd want the boys to do, and like I just feel like immediately um, Queen comes to mind for Harry. Um, and, like, David Bowie, but I'm not as familiar with his, um, music as I am with Queen, but, like, I just feel like uh, both of them are very, like, genre, like, gender and genre-bending, I guess, and, like, sort Mm -hmm. of, like, just very performative, and they don't care about gender norms, like, they'll wear makeup, they'll wear whatever the heck they want, and, like, um, the the lead singers, I meant, um, Bowie and, uh, Freddie Mercury, um, and I just feel like I love... Harry to like be that for this age just because mm-hmm. I feel like we are in need of that kind of presence in our life again um yeah in our life again as if I was alive in the 70s and <laughs> 80s but I'm just saying like this this generation this needs, era needs it yeah for sure yeah he's just and also he's just like so cool I think he has that like coolness that those other like people he's being compared to like that same I don't know. I know people talk about Harry having, like, the charisma, like, the just, like, special thing about him. And I think he really does. And to, like, become someone who is in the ranks. Obviously, like, right away he won't be. But, like, through time, like, these people become icons for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And if Harry's going to be singing music and making music that is on that level and, and even just sounds like what what these artists did um it's really really exciting yeah um savan kotecha um and i'm blanking out who on this who the who that is but um uh if you look it up while i read this quote it's like savan oh yeah he like worked on like a lot of the first album and like was behind um, oh yeah what makes you beautiful and stuff Oh, okay. I, okay, that's why, that's why I was familiar. Okay, well, um, he said, so with Harry, it was really interesting. Harry always, especially since album two, you really saw he's a really effing good writer. Like, we did a song together, like, for the third album, happily. The only thing we did for the third album. And he was just the song happily, which I'm really proud of. And I think he is as well. He was, it wasn't like that thing where, like, writing down for the artist, he was, like, effing great, like, bringing ideas. So that was cool to see. Okay, that was very, um, unclear <laughs> of a quote. Wait, where is this, how did this relate to? Uh, to the one that I already read? Yeah. Uh, I didn't, it's just a separate one. Oh, okay, I just don't see I have, it on the thing. No, it's not, because I, um, I found it today. Oh, so okay, So I made the doc yesterday. Yeah, I had to pull it up on my phone. Okay. Um, but I can add it to the doc after. But, so, this someone is saying that Harry is a really, really good writer, which is always what we want to see. And we know Ed Sheeran said that about Harry, like, being a really excellent writer. And I love, I love when this person used the term writer rather than just, like, artist. Because, like, writer is so specific in that, like, they're actually really, you know, creative in the writing process. Not just, like they're going to bring forth good music, which could mean a lot of things, but, like, specifically the writing, which I think Karen and I care a lot about um, in terms of in terms of songs. So, 
And Sivan um, is like, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. I haven't, I ever like said his name out loud, but he's like a, a heavyweight in the V like writing field. Like he's like worked with Ariana Grande. Like he's done like problem, break free, um, focus into you side to side, all the kind of stuff. Like that was him like writing, um, mm-hmm. Katy Perry, Rise, uh, Britney Spears, If You say, Seek Amy, The Weeknd, Can't Feel My Face. Like, so he like knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And do you think what he said about Happily being, like, like that being a song that really demonstrated Harry's skill as a writer? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it was pretty early on in the One Direction, like, career, but I think that, like, Happily was, like, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, off that album, so, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it could, I feel like he definitely saw growth from there, but maybe at that point it was, like, you could tell someone was going to become a really good writer, or, like, they were on that, like, journey, yeah. and they just had to keep practicing and yeah. keep going. Um, all right, that's it for Harry. <laughs> uh, moving on to the hug from history. Um, so this all goes back to when fans watch the history music video, we know at the end of the video, all the boys run away from each other. Um, and we were told that there was actually footage of them running back together, um, and hugging. Um, and like this got around and everyone wanted the footage of the hug. Um, and before the Brit Awards, Ben Winston, who was, um, like a director on the movie, on the music video, um, said that if the boys won the Brit for history, the footage would be released of the hug. Um, so when the boys did win, fans were like, okay, where's the hug? Like, you promised us this. Um, and then Ben asked Gabe Turner, who is a director and executive producer who also worked on the history music video. Um, he asked him to release the footage of the hug. So I guess Gabe Turner had that footage. Um, but Gabe responded to Ben saying, happily to, happy to release the footage for fans, but A, it's not a hug, it's them running together, and B, it will be underwhelming. <laughs> Your call, B. <laughs> um, so I guess he was scared to, like, disappoint fans because we were told it was a hug um, when really it wasn't. I don't know where the rumors got started that it was this hug. Well, I, Ben Ben started them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, like, he didn't remember it properly, or maybe they told the boys to run back and hug, but then, like, what happened happened, um, or, like, whatever it was, uh, but they ended up releasing it, and it's not a hug, it's more of, like, a, all of them, like, running back together and trying not to crash into each other, <laughs> um, and I know there was some, like, some fans that were disappointed about this, feeling like they'd been, like, cheated out of some quality hug footage. Um, other people were just happy to get footage of the boys in this, in this footage drought. Um, but what did, what were your thoughts on this, Kara? Um, so I thought that it, he kind of just, uh, like, forgot what happened, so I wasn't, like, angry. But also it was kind of weird because he could have just been like, oh, like, sorry, I forgot, I thought it was a hug, but... Um, I don't know, because some people were saying, like, oh, he just tweeted that it was a hug to get fans to vote, um, but, I mean, that doesn't really make sense, because if they did win, which he should know that he, they probably would win, like, he would have to, I don't know, it was just a whole big thing, but then he, like, released a quote that, like, he said, like, oh, we actually said it wasn't a hug, um, in the first interview about it, um, which is just kind of weird, because, like, why couldn't you just be like, oh, whoops, sorry, I don't know, I just, like, I'm always kind of a fan of people who admit they're wrong and Mm -hmm. are, like, 
are going to apologize for it. So, I mean, like, you know, you don't have to get defensive. I don't know. I just, I'm, it was just kind of left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. But also, like, yeah, like two seconds more of One Direction footage, I'll take it. <laughs> and I will take anything in this moment. So, I'm fine. Yeah, I really didn't care at all. Like, I mean, we, we've gotten hug footage of the boys before. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really, like, let down. Although, like, it would have been great to have a hug. Like, uh, I don't think Ben was, like, purposely yeah, no. making, manipulating us to no, vote. Like, no. like, that just is a little bit silly. Like, he, I think he wants to bring joy, joy to the fans as much as, like, we want to be happy. Um, There's just so, miscommunication, misremembering, I'm sure. Exactly. Um, but, you know, it was cute to see them try not to crash into each other. <laughs> like, look on the bright side. Um, and if you need a hug, go rewatch like, the X Factor performance, which Kara never watched, <laughs> of the, the boys' last performance, because there's plenty of hugging there. If I don't um, watch it, the hiatus never existed. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't watched that. You know what? You're ridiculous. You'll have to watch it when they get back together. Yeah, you're right. Um, our last news story today is that Louie and Steve Aoki were in a comedy sketch segment on The Late Late Show with James Corden. Uh, we know they went on for a brief interview and to perform Just Hold On um, the other week, um, but they had also at the time filmed a little sketch, um, but it was only recently released on James Corden's uh, The Late Late Show's um, YouTube. And what occurs in it is... Uh, Louie and Steve are in a studio working on Just Hold On and it seems like they're just like putting on the finishing touches and James comes in to give them some extra advice on what they should do and some uh, he wants to be he wants to do some like vocal like pumping up over the song I don't really know <laughs> um, but I thought it was cute I wish it was he was a part of like one of the other weird segments yeah. like the food one. Oh god not um, that one but any, anything but that <laughs> Um, but I mean, it was, it was cute. And it's always weird to like see Louis in like an acting role and like see, especially like comedy and see if they like break their, like if they start laughing during it or how that all is. I think that's just interesting. Cause also it's like not serious acting yeah. as like, if like Louis was actually up for an acting role. Um, it's just kind of like a fun sketch. Did you watch it, Kara? Um, no. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> lie, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I can't lie. No. I forgot. I mean, I didn't forget. I saw gifts and I didn't think that it was out yet. Oh, well, it's on, it's, on, I mean, it's not that exciting and it's only like three minutes or something, um, but it's still some, something cute. Honestly, I'm going to go watch because I really like am in love with Steve. Like, I just think he's so beautiful. So <laughs> I'm going to go watch and obviously for Louis and James, but. Yeah. No, I, what was, Steve like posted a photo. I think it was a promotion photo. He had his hair like in a like low bun or something. Yeah. Like, Dude, that he looks is, so good with a bun. Wow. Wow. It's, yeah. It's a, I like it. Um, speaking of James Corden's show, moving on to the main discussion, which is a kind of like carpool karaoke morphed into just karaoke morphed into like covers of songs um, type of segment because I, you know, it's like when you write an essay and you start somewhere and you end somewhere else mm -hmm. and then you like don't have the energy to go back and make it all make sense. Um, so that's what happened here. So it went from carpool karaoke to like other things, but we're just making it all work. Um so the other night I was rewatching One Direction's Carpool Karaoke because really the, that's always the right answer True. when 
it's really always just the right answer whenever you have a question, to be honest, but especially when you're procrastinating. Um, and that led me to rewatch 1D Dodgeball and Tattoo Roulette. And they were just all so amazing. So whenever you're, like, stressed and need to, like, decompress for 15 minutes, go pick one of those segments because they're all just, like, hilarious. And I feel like you just, like, get joy out of them every time you watch and, like, maybe might notice new things Mm. or... Um, just like reliving the old good things. God, that's um, so funny because it's like um, whenever I have English professors that say like, "Oh, I've taught this book so many times, and every time I see, like I read it, <laughs> I find something new, and it just us with One Direction interviews." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, and then I was telling this to Kara that I rewatched the Tattoo Roulette, and your what was your response to me, Kara? Um, I don't remember, but it was probably about Harry's shirt, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, you were saying, like, he was honestly, like, so on point during the tattoo roulette, and, like, the blue color of the shirt was amazing, and, like, it was weird, because I had had those same thoughts, just, like, watching it, like, I mean, he's always beautiful, but, like, he was particularly (sighs) gorgeous here. Um, I'm trying to, there was another interview, oh, the one where he was with, um, the guy who plays the wizard guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what's his name? He plays Gandalf. I know, I can't remember. Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, yeah. Sir Ian McKellen. That interview, too, Harry was very, very beautiful. Um, I mean, he's always beautiful, but there was just, sometimes it's just even more magical. It's like, it's like something's glowing out of yeah, his face it's just or like something. The, it's the blue shirt combined with his long hair combined with yeah. his dimples combined with, I don't know if he, they put some... Hot, his sassy attitude. I just like, in like the low cut shirt and just the rolled up sleeves, like, are you kidding me? Like, dude, like this is like unreasonably beautiful. Like, I feel like I've yeah. showed these pictures, um from this, like, episode to so many people that, like, have known Harry, and they're just like, wow, that is, um, a beautiful man. I'm just like, you know what? You're goddamn right. (laughs) It's, like, his mannerisms, too, and, like, his facial expressions. He just, like, it was really funny, the whole episode. And if you're a patron, you can see the gifts I've included here, because, like, even though this isn't part of the main discussion, I felt like it was an important talking point. (laughs) Um, I've included a ton of gifts on our Google Doc of Harry just, like, being awesome during Tattoo I miss him so much. I know. My favorite part was definitely where, like, Harry goes to open his box and, like, he knows that it's gonna be him. And I still, I'm trying to wrap my head around how, like, what actually went down. I know. Was it really up to chance? I know. Was it not? Because Harry's like, I mean, and he, like, flips it open. He's like, yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. There was no chance. But, like, I feel like this is, like, one of those magic tricks, you know, where, like, someone thinks of a word and, like, there's a box hanging above the stage and then that word is somehow in the box. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think I think so, too. I don't think they would have made Niall get a tattoo. I just, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I really don't know, because he was, like, so sure at this point. But, like, it wasn't, like, the boys knew. The boys clearly didn't know. And it didn't seem like James knew. Plus, like, they all randomly chose their boxes. Yeah. So, I... I, If someone's a magician who's listening to this... (laughs) Like, honestly... Because if you look up that box... Um, how the box, like, magic trick works. Because, yeah. like, a lot of magic tricks, you can find out, like, how they do it. Um, It's, like, super secret, like, magician society. Yeah, yeah, like, dude. Like, it is insane where, like, they don't actually tell you. Like, it's so 
it's so hidden That's so funny about how these things happen yeah my brother was like really into magic a few years ago and like watched so many freaking tricks and like learned a bunch of like um card tricks himself and like he told me that like you have to literally be a magician's apprentice for years until you learn these trade secrets and like you are like it's bound so to secrecy like it straight up basically is a magical world like that you get to join so i'm like chris you should just do it and tell me all the secrets but but he wouldn't because he's a very morally just uh, person but god so annoying i like, know you think you can google everything but apparently the magician apparently you have to like... become a, like a cult member of the magician <laughs> society to learn everything uh, i feel like we maybe need harry's a... done that <laughs> maybe i mean maybe that's where he's been all these years <laughs> <laughs> That's what months. he was doing on the hiatus. Yeah, but what was I going to say? Oh, um, I feel like we need someone in the, like, entertainment industry so we can learn all, like, celebrity secrets and someone in the magic <laughs> industry. Um, and then we'd be set for life. <laughs> the two most important industries mm-hmm. out there, yeah, really. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but, like, I want to know how this happens. Because it seems like everyone participating in the game didn't know, but somehow... And, like, did they leave stage and, like, Ben Winston came on and, like, switched the boxes around? <laughs> like, what happened? Or is there, like, some mechanics in the box that, like... Yeah, that make... Like, they're pressing a button to make sure, like, a certain paper falls. Yeah. And, like, one stays up. Because it's not, like, digital, which you'd understand. Yeah. Oh, it's just... Man, maybe I'll ask my brother and maybe he'll know some magical things <laughs> that we don't oh i like did 1d fans like figure it out i don't i feel I like know. this has never come up so um, true although this isn't the point of the episode <laughs> <laughs> but you know Trying it's to an interesting conversation <laughs> yeah um now that that's out of the way though let's move on to our um actual discussion about like carpool karaoke slash karaoke slash covers um, which is that now all the boys in One Direction seem to be going solo, um, and they're all friends with James, and it seems like at some point they're going to be doing carpool karaoke, um, but I guess James doesn't have every artist out there be on carpool karaoke, so my question is, like, will all the boys, do they have enough, like, pull or, like, fan base or attention to them as solo artists Mm. to be a big enough to go on carpool karaoke um and like what does james look for in an artist to do that and like because you you want it to be successful you don't want it to be a bit of a flop where people are like i don't really care about this person Mm -hmm. um but does like the 1d like fandom i guess guarantee success for each of the boys as solo artists um, I think that, like, he probably wouldn't have them on until, like, they put out a solo album, just because then, yeah. like, there would be hype around it. But, I mean, like, the 1D fandom has been pretty successful in the past, but, um, I, I feel like, yeah, it would have to happen after they, like, at least solidified their roots as a, um, solo artist a little bit, not just, like, go on, like, while they have, like, one single Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think at least their albums will have to be released. I could see it being a part of, like, the promotion yeah, of the album. that's true. Because, um, like, artists do that, but, like, a lot of times they do it once they already have a backlog of music, um, which is interesting because One Direction does have a backlog, but it won't be the same yeah. as their solo music. Um, but I, I also personally would like them to do it after, like, they've had their music mm-hmm. out a bit so that you know, we know their songs, um, or at least, like, their album has been released because we'll quickly learn their songs, um, but, like, it, because then, you know, they're singing stuff, um, that's actually theirs, and they have stuff to choose from, 
Um, but I think I think James would have all the boys on if they wanted to. Be yeah, on. I agree. Because even if they're not as huge as solo artists in the U.S., which I mean, Zayn has been and Niall has been. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that happens with Louis and Harry and Liam. Wait, that reminds um, me. Um, I my Pilates class this week. Um, the instructor played a remix of Niall's "This Town," and I was like, "Really? Wow, okay, Niall, like, go off." I didn't realize like the remix was like popular. I don't know if she was like a One Direction fan on the low, and mm-hmm. so like that's why she put it in. But it was like all, like a, with like all these other super popular like top mm-hmm. of the charts like other pop hits. So like he was up there, and I was just like really proud, and I was like really like feeling it like I was like wow Niall's tones are just like really soothing my aching so thighs cool. right now that sounded way creepier than I meant to <laughs> my aching biceps let's go with that what does a what does a remix of this town sound like like was it like a pump up one to like get you into the exercise mode um it was just like I mean I think you probably listened to it it was like it came out a while ago I think it was Tiesto remixed it oh yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah so it was just like kind of like quicker Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, Niall's, like, really done well with this so count. And it was it. just, like, a slow creep up the charts, but then, like, people really seem to know it, which wow. is so exciting. When hard work actually um, pays off, who would have thought? I know. Oh, God, I'm so proud of it. I know. Um, but, like, I, I feel like that could mean a lot for, like, the other boys and, like, making it big yeah. in the U.S., not just Harry, who's, like, the one everyone talks about, so... You know, I do think they'll be big enough for Carpool Karaoke. Plus, Carpool Karaoke is something that gets released on YouTube. So it doesn't necessarily matter if the people who are watching it are in the U.S. and whether it does well with people in the U.S. Yeah. or, like, globally. Mm-hmm. And you just know that it's going to get up there. Like, I I, I mean, who's the most... Wa- who has the biggest Carpool Karaoke right now? Maybe Adele? Like, or Justin Bieber? One? Or One Direction, honestly. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. But, like, I could see some of the boys, if they... Especially if it's, like, right around their album release, that thing gets up there because not only fans will want to watch it, but, like, people who are, like, starting to listen to them as solo artists and people just curious, like, those could really go up there for some of the biggest ones. Yeah. Um... So I think that will happen at some point. We could get four new ones this year. Wow. Weird. Um, How much content is that? That now next time you're procrastinating, you end up sitting through like an hour of (laughs) YouTube watching rather than just like one or two segments. And by the time that happens, there'll probably be a million interviews for each of the boys individually. So yeah, there's nothing to be productive ever again. Like, bye. Goodbye. Oh, so sad. Um, but also good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More happy than bad. Um, okay, so now this is where it's gonna be kind of like carpool karaoke slash not carpool karaoke. Um, because at first I was thinking of songs that I would want for the boys to sing for carpool karaoke, but I feel like that is also very specific to, like, the setting of carpool karaoke and, like, mm-hmm. what songs you would want them to cover. Because usually when... Um, artists do carpool karaoke, they'll do a number of their own songs, but also, like, other songs, either people that have influenced them or songs that they've previously told James they, like, know the lyrics to and, like, Mm want to sing and jam to or whatever it is. Um, But 
then, so I feel like that's a specific type of song, but then I was like, no, maybe just karaoke songs. But then I was also like, well, I might choose different songs for karaoke than I would for songs I'd like want them to seriously cover and like do a rendition of. So, I mean, we can have explanations for every song we've chosen in whatever category it okay. falls into. Um, but I said to pick like one song that you'd like One Direction as a solo artist. Um, we're going to go through each of the boys. One song that's from 1D's catalog and like two or three songs. Um, all of mine are three. Uh, actually I have four for Harry. <laughs> um, that are, um, like from other, other artists. Okay. Um, so what we're going to do to keep it shorter than we usually go, because we're trying to make this episode a more reasonable length, <laughs> um, is... Kara will give all of her songs for Liam, and then I'll give all my songs for Liam, rather than going song, 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 song. Okay. Um, so, I guess, whatever order you want to say them all in, and, like, throw the 1D song in there, too, um, and then give little explanations, but just, like, we'll just do each all at once, I okay. guess. But you can explain all of them in however you want to. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, should I start with Liam? Yeah. Let me dive in here. So with Liam, I was thinking um, some R&B tunes to like really show off his vocal range mm-hmm. and vocal skills. Um, so I was thinking Miguel um, Adorn You, which is like a really cool um, R&B song that I, I've liked for a long time. I always forget about it and then I listen to it again. I'm like, wow, what a jam. Um, and then Just Hold On, or no, Hold On, We're Going Home by Drake. I feel like he loves a bit of Drake. Mm-hmm. Actually, he met him the other month or something, Like, and he posted a picture, and I was like, wow, I know you love Drake so much. I'm so happy for you, Liam. I just feel like it's probably a really I, cool moment. I wonder if they're working together on a song. Oh my god, really I hope cool. so. Liam would freaking yeah. die. I would love it. He would yeah. just be really excited. I think that's like kind of like one of those like moments that I don't even know. Pinch you. Yeah. Pinch me, pinch you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my last one, um, is Sorry by Justin Bieber, because it's a bop, but I just, like, prefer Liam over Justin Bieber. Yeah, so oh my god! I would love Liam to that sort of, like, so good. take the, on that, like, I don't know, I really like, I not really like, but I do like Justin Bieber's music a lot of the times, mm-hmm. and I'd kind of like Liam to be in that same kind of vein, making, like, those kind of, like, that, um, level of bops. Um, yeah. And so I just feel like it would really suit his voice. And I mean, I'd love to have some tunes to bop to that's by Liam and not Justin Bieber. No offense. Um, and then finally (laughs) the, um, One Direction song. I said They Don't Know About Us, um, which is like a classic tune that I freaking love to death. Um, and I feel like it could be transformed. It's already sort of, like, slower and, like, 90s boy band, but I feel like he could do some really cool things um, Mm -hmm. going back because it was from the second album, but going back and kind of, like, making it more soulful and, um, like, stretching out the notes and doing some cool runs with it Um, because I know Fifth Harmony did a cover of this song and made it really cool on their own, so I feel like Liam could do a cool thing with it. Yeah, I'd love to see how if we took, like, songs from each of the albums and then tried to put, like, each of the boys solo spin on them yeah. like how they would differ because i feel like so many songs you can really change them like yeah. when you perform them like however you want you can really like change it up and it'll be the same song but like in a completely different genre yeah um 
I really liked your choices. The first two I don't really know, so I can't comment too much on that. What was the third one again? Uh, sorry, by Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I honestly think, like, Justin Bieber genre would be so, so good yeah, for Yeah, I agree. I just think... I think his new sound was really, really cool. Like, I'm thinking of the one he did with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, what Cold was that Water. One called? Oh, is that the Cold Water? Actually, I'm thinking I don't know what it's one. called. Oh, uh, the, the love, love. Yeah, Love Yourself. Year. Love Yourself, yeah. Um, like, that type of stuff. And it would be so nice to listen to a song and not get gross feelings <laughs> because know. of the artist. <laughs> um, and just, like... <laughs> um, be able to listen and enjoy it, and I think that will happen with Liam, as long as, like, the lyrics don't sound like that one Instagram clip he sent us a long time ago, or he posted, not sent us. Yeah, I know, he just (laughs) sent it to the talkdirection at gmail.com email. (laughs) Oh, that would be nice. Um, Could you imagine if Liam exclusively sent us that clip, and then we had to say we didn't like it? (laughs) (laughs) What would we do? Um, I mean, we're usually kind of honest on the show, so... You know, I don't know, but I would, I would, I don't know. I don't know what I would do either. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I think Justin Bieber sound would work really well with Liam. Because mm-hmm. it has, like, that good, like, crossover between, like, some pop, but, like, also R&B and, like, getting to hear, like, those cool runs and, like, I don't know. Yeah. I can see that. Um, for my Liam ones, I did... Uh, for the One Direction one, I did What a Feeling. Oh. Um, I really feel like he could, even though that song is, like, seems very, like, ABBA and, like, 70s, 80s-ish to me, um, I feel like he could really throw a twist on it to make it modern and, like, make it sound more like, like, that Justin Bieber genre. Um, I think, I don't know. And also, like, What a Feeling is one of the best songs on the album, so... I know, I, I don't know if I'd of... want him to, like, change it, though. I'd, I'd feel, like, so, like, personally attacked. But, it, I mean, like, True. I could have both of them and love both of them, I suppose, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... I don't know. I'm like, man, I just want some of these. I chose all songs from the newest album for every oh, one of the boys, just because I was like, we didn't we didn't have these live yet. Like, if we never get them live, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. So I, I chose them in my fantasy karaoke songs. Um, the next one I chose was Touch by Little Mix, which is one of their singles. Um, I feel like this song also has, like, um, especially with just a lot of their new songs, has the potential to be, because it, it is a little bit r and b R&B and pop, and, like, I feel like that is where I want to see Liam, and I think he could do a really interesting rendition of this Mm. song. Um, The next one I have is Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. Um, I love Queen so much. I know, me too. I was like, I can't pick all Queen songs. Oh my god, that's me with Harry, but yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) I had one for Harry, and then I changed it for another one, so I wonder if you'll have the same one I picked for him. Um, but I think this song, too, I just think of, like, Liam's voice as very, like, um, like, it can be really buttery and, like, have those runs. Like, even though Zayn was the one who did a lot of the runs and, like, the high stuff, I feel like Liam also is really good at that. And, like, we got to see that when Zayn left and also a lot of times when they did, like, covers of songs on stage. Um, what was the Justin Timberlake one they covered? Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember. Was it Crimea River? Yeah, I think it was. 
Um, and that sounded really good, and I feel like... Oh, no, I think it was Mirrors. Or Mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Mirrors. I don't know, they all kind of sound alike, but... (laughs) (laughs) So true. Um, I feel like I would love to have an artist, like, do updated versions of Queen songs. Like, obviously the Queen versions are incredible, but I just, like, having such iconic songs, like, made more modernized, I think is really cool. Um, and the last one I chose was Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, oh. which is an amazing song. Um, I I really, really like it. And I think, um, I feel like Liam could do yeah. some cool things with it. Like, have you heard the Stormzy version of Shape of You? I mean, I heard it live on the Brits. I really, really like it. Like, I wonder if Liam's going to try to do some rapping as well. I hope he, like, gets someone to rap for him because I don't really want to see <laughs> Liam rap. <laughs> No offense. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like that, that like, kind of... I would love features like that, I yeah. guess, if, if Liam's not doing the rapping. Like, I wonder how Liam is as a rapper. Um, or, like, maybe he'll do, like... Ed Sheeran, like, does rapping, but not so much, like, as fast rapping. It's more, like, sometimes, like, talk rapping. I don't really know. Talk speak slower <laughs> rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Shove as many words together and hope it makes sense. God. Uh, um, but, uh, I think, like, that, that type of song, too. And I'm thinking, like, from Multiply, like, I feel like Sing and, um, Don't, like, Mm. I could see, I could see Liam having an album that has, like, a couple songs that are like that, as well as maybe more R&B. Um, so, yeah, those were the, those were the four that I chose. Thanks. Um, what did you choose for Nile? Niall, okay, so we talked about this, like, a little bit last time when we were talking about, like, what would they, um, what's it called, what would they audition with to X Factor with now, and I was, ta- was talking about, um, the Lumineers being maybe a choice for, like, Niall, and, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking Cleopatra, because that was my, fa- uh, one of my favorite songs off their new album, um, and I know that he likes the Lumineers a lot, too, and, like, kind of, um, cited them as, a like, a uh like inspiration almost for his new album which i'm really into because that album was really good um the lumineers album i think i just talked in a circle there i just really like the lumineers <laughs> me all but the it's time. so weird because i didn't really like the um the ho hey song that like mm-hmm. it was really overplayed didn't think it was that original but like the storytelling and the the just um sound of their album um was really good um their newest album anyway Cleopatra, I just feel like Leah, uh, no, no, Niall would be really, um, I don't know, I feel like it'd be a nice um, sort of place for him to be where he could like play his guitar um, and mm. just kind of like sing this beautifully written story of a song and I'm just into it. Um, the next one I had was also a Little Mix song um, that you had for Liam. We're not the same one, but I had Love Me Like You, which I just feel like is mm. a classic it sounds, like, kind of oldie, um, but I think that, like, with making it acoustic, I feel it could be really cool and really cute, um, and I just feel like, like, Niall singing Sha-la-la-la would just be really cute. Oh, my God. Like, I just think it'd be really yes. cute. Um, and then my next one is Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. I just feel like Niall playing that on guitar and singing about, like, sunshine and singing the Beatles mm-hmm. would just be, like, such nostalgic goodness on all sorts of levels. Um, and for the, um, for the One Direction song, I was kind of, like, torn because, um, 
I didn't know if I wanted to do Don't Forget Where You Belong just so I could have a just Niall version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, Niall kind of already like leads that song in my head. Like it kind of almost already is a just Niall version. Um, mm-hmm. So I was thinking maybe like Fireproof or something. Um, and like sort of like a more acoustic version, which is him playing. Um, yeah, I, feel like, I think I'd love an acoustic version. Yeah, I think it would be really good. And I think it would really suit his like his tone and voice. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like those ones. What was the second one you did? Love Me Like You. Oh, yeah. I I feel like Little Mix just has so many good songs. And, like, yeah, so true. Having, I feel like if you have them sung, like like you said, acoustically, or, like, Niall could put, like, a really homey feel yeah. on a lot of them. Like, especially that one could really go a lot more old-timey, um, like, with the shalalalas and, like, having it be acoustic. I think that would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. And then you did um, Here Comes the Sun, which is a song I chose for one of my other oh, wow. people. Um, but I also think Niall could do that really well. And, like, having um, it be acoustic with the guitar, um, I would like to hear that. Honestly, that's one of, like, the most beautiful songs. So mm-hmm. um, having any of them sing it is always the right decision. Um, for Niall, I chose, for the One Direction one, Temporary Fix. Oh, um, I feel like we sometimes, like, I know with Niall, I feel like there's the side of, like, the acoustic stuff, and then also kind of, like, the never enough, like, temporary fix kind of, like, more, like, his voice sounds really good on those yeah. rockier songs as well. Um, so I'd, I'd love, I really hope that his new album has a mix of that. Like, it's not just, like, super acoustic Like, I'd love to get, and I know, like, some of our listeners, I know Sarah and I think Johanna as well, like really liked those songs, um, and like liked that kind of edgier thing from Niall. Um, and I really love the song "Temporary Fix," mm-hmm. and I think if he got up there with like his electric guitar, um, whether it's a cover or karaoke, and he was playing an electric air air guitar, oh, whatever it is, <laughs> um, would be really cool. Um, the next one I chose was Hotel California by the Eagles. Um, this is one of my all-time fave songs. Um, and I know Niall really, really loves the Eagles Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I'm just, like, picturing him with, like, some sunglasses on and his guitar and, like, kind of, like, eerie, like, mysterious. I don't know. Like, it it could be, like, a footage of him, like, out in the desert. Like, sunglasses on and, like, making a wine shirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just would love a cover of that song. That's, like, just such an intense song. Plus the guitar solo stuff. I don't know, like, how hard that would be to play and if, like, Niall can do that type of intense guitar playing. It'd be something to, like, work up to, definitely. Yeah. Um, and if not, again, the air guitar is always, um, an option. True. (laughs) Um, the next one I have for Niall is You Don't Own Me by Grace. Um, and I know this song because Matt Terry played it on or sung it on the X Factor for his first week, but it's also just, like, uh, an awesome song that I've now heard since then a number of times. Um, It's, like, uh, I I don't know. I just, I I think it, like, fits into what I kind of want to see Niall do a bit genre-wise. Like, I love the acoustic stuff, but also, like, having um, kind of, like, rock acoustic 
Um, and maybe that's not rock acoustic, but Niall's cover would be. I don't really know. <laughs> that's actually um, uh, a cover of, like, an old song, I think from, like, the 40s or something. Um, and I actually learned oh, this really? from a um, from the Instagram account LGBT underscore history. Um, and it was sung by um, a woman who later come out, came out as gay. So, um, oh, my God. Yeah, there's, like, this really cool history. Um, oh, yeah. It says songwriters John Madara and David White recorded by Leslie Gold. Oh, yeah, 1963. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I thought it was originally Grace's nope. song. Oh, wow. Uh, it is honestly a really good song. And yeah. I really like the lyrics. I love They're the lyrics. so empowering. They're like, you don't own me. Like, you can't tell me where I'm allowed to go, what I'm allowed to do. Like, I get to make my own decisions. Yeah. Really cool song. Um,. <clears throat> And the last one I chose for Niall was Best Fake Smile by James Bay. Um, I This is one of my favorite songs of James mm. Bay. I really like it. It's, like, one of his more upbeat kind of, like, rocky jam pop songs. Um, and, like, I really see a lot of Niall in James Bay. And I think, like, I know Niall's talked about really liking his music before. Um, and this is just, like, this song also reminds me sort of of the temporary fix Never Enough genre. Um, or, like, Shut Up and Dance With Me by Mm. Walk the Moon, kind of somewhere in that realm, um, and I'm really hoping for some of these songs on Niall's album, so I'd like to see him cover that one. I have to, um, pause this for a second because I have to help, um, my, uh, roommate get the cats because they're hissing and being crazy, (laughs) so that was a literal nightmare. (laughs) Oh. What happened? My god. Um, so... There has been a big chunk of time. I don't know how long that actually took, but um, me and my roommate had to just wrangle my two foster cats and put them in a carrier, and they're really skittish, and they're so, so adept at hiding. Like, I have, I had no clue that cats could be this, like, um, smart, I guess, and just, like, cunning and crazy, and they, like, were hiding in, like, underneath our sink, but not just, like, the cabinets, like, the literal, like, hole underneath our sink, like, the, that w- the cabinet was built around. I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> and so, huh, I just feel like we just performed, like, a birth or a surgery or something. <laughs> it was really wild, but they're in there, and we're good to go, and we're ready to talk about One Direction some more. Okay, let's go. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, I'm glad you caught them. Wow. Um, that's cool that you're fostering cats. Like, I didn't know that was a thing mm-hmm. to foster animals until I know I saw someone online doing it recently, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Um, so we can move on to Louie. Okay. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, like, so, like, amped right now. I'm just so full of adrenaline. Um, so I feel like I had kind of a, tr- like, problem with Louie. I don't know why. Um, I just, like, didn't know what... Because I feel like pop punk sort of, that kind of thing would, like, suit him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to, like, I don't really know, I don't really know that genre that well. Um, and I don't really want him to cover, like, Five Seconds of Summer just because I feel like he's too, like, he knows them too well. And I feel like it'd be kind of, I mean, I guess that's normal, but I don't know. I, I just wasn't feeling it. So, um, mm-hmm. I know that he really likes The Killers, and I love The Killers so much. <gasps> oh um, my gosh! So, yes. I... Um, want to hear him sing, like, Andy, You're a Star, um, which is from the first album, and I really like it. It's kind of, like, slow. It's kind of, like, cheeky and bitey and, like, um, snarky, and I feel like it's, it's, I don't know, I think that Louis would suit it, um, and I just, like, love the Killers' first album. I think it's from the first album. Oh my god, so. now I'm thinking of all of the Killer songs yeah. that he needs to I mean, cover. to be honest, like, like, Mr. Brightside would sound so cool. I mean, 
Brandon Flowers does have a huge range, and I don't know if it completely matches up with Louis, but I feel like for some of them, he could, like, do his own spin on it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. My next one, um, which is a complete, I guess, opposite side because it's very genuine and sweet. Um, I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles, which is um, mm. kind of like the song of my like soul, really. Like I just love holding hands, and I just feel like it's one of the best <laughs> things a human body can do, um, and, <laughs> which is a big statement, but I, I stand by it. Um, and I just feel like it'd be really sweet to hear it in his voice and like have like a sort mm. of like um, raspy tone, and I'm just thinking like how like cute he sounded on um i want to write you a song and just that kind of yes. vibe um so i mean i would just love to hear him cover i just want to hear the like any of them cover the beatles honestly mm-hmm. um and then that was all for songs that i could think of him covering um but then for 1d i thought strong i feel like that was the go-to one just because yeah. that's like epitome of a louis song and just like to hear him like do the entire thing i think would give it such beautiful meaning and like Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, wait to it, and I think it would just be, like, really great to hear it. Oh, uh, I love all those choices. Oh, thanks. Um, I feel like I, I thought the same thing, like, with the slow songs. I kept thinking of, like, Louis on, like, I Want to Write You a Song, yeah. and, like, so all of my songs are, like, kind of slow. Mm. <laughs> um, Not all of them, but, like, I just was, like, oh, his voice, it's just, like, when you hear it slow, you can hear, like, the raspiness of it is, like, so, so yeah. good. Like, it's just so good. Um, I, I picked I Want to Write You a Song for my, mm. um, my song, but now, like, I'm having second guesses after you say strong, because I think I'd prefer to have a cover of strong mm-hmm. like all louis then i want to write you a song just because like louis wrote strong yeah. and i think i like i mean i do like that one better than i want to write you a song mm-hmm. um but man his voice would just on these all these slow songs his voice would sound so yeah. good um i also chose wake me up by ed sheeran which oh, is like one wow. of the slowest songs but like it's also just one of my favorite Ed Sheeran songs, and I think, like, people who know Ed Sheeran, like, all of his songs, not just his, um, singles, like, all really, really love this song. Um, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Um, Wake Me Up. I just, uh, I just, like, the su- the such slowness of it, and, like, I feel like Louis's voice could do good things for it. True. Um, I, I this is the one where I chose Here Comes the Sun. Oh. Um, I really think, I mean, it also fits Nile. I think both of them could really work on it. Um, especially because, like, they are very sunny people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, bright up people's, brighten up people's lives. Um, and again, just, like, I keep picturing his voice. It's so weird. Like, they're just, like, the rasp, I just think would sound so good. Um, and I feel like the meaning of it, too. Yeah. Uh, he always, like, really tries to do inspirational songs, like, with Just Hold On and Strong. Like, I feel like, um, they, like, have a lot of meaning, and this song, I think, has that sort of same, um, like, things are gonna get better, like, things are gonna, like, just keep going, like, you know, bright things are ahead, um, so both in meaning and in, like, the way it would sound, I think that one fits Louis. I love that. Um, and then, thank you, um, and then the last one I had for Louis was La 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 by Sam Smith, um, which is funny because what's his name also worked on this song. The the guy that Louis had a riff with on Twitter, <laughs> um, Naughty Boy. Oh. <laughs> um, but I really really like the song. It's one of my favorites from Sam Smith. Um, it's like all about like not listening to like authority or like people that are telling you no or like getting you down and just like ignoring them. That feels very Louis. 
Yeah, and doing your own thing. Um, and I, I feel like that fits Louis really well. Plus, like, the sound of it, um, also, I think has kind of, like, it has a bit of, like, that remixy vibe that, um, uh, Just Hold On has to it. Yeah. Like, techno-y type stuff, which I could see some of Sam Smith, even though, even though Sam Smith does, like, a lot of ballads and, like, slow songs, some of his songs I feel like could fit what I want to see, what I want from Louie, like La La La, or like maybe Money on My Mind or mm. something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I also just really like that song. Um, so those were mine for Louie. What did you have for Harry? Okay, so like I was saying before, I really would love to see Harry in like um, channeling Freddie Mercury. Um, so I was mm-hmm. thinking Don't Stop Me Now, just because I feel like it's such a, like, an upbeat, like, kind of power song, and I feel like Harry um, would just be, like, jumping around and kind of, like, I don't know, just be, like, so cool and fun to see Harry uh, perform this. Um, And then another Queen song that I had um, was Killer Queen, just because I feel like it's, like, a slower Mm. song, but I love the, like... Wait, wait, what did you say the first song was? Don't Stop Me Now. Definitely... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that was the one that I picked for Really? Him. And then took away, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that definitely was. Well, it. I got you okay. covered, so. Um, there we go. Yeah, and then Killer Queen, just because I feel like it's a, uh, it's kind of like Girl Almighty, like, the first version. Um, if Girl Almighty mm-hmm. was a li- little more uh, edgier and more about, like, it's like femme fatale, sort of like, you know, it, it's just like a really cool song. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, man, I love Queen. But, yeah, I would love to see Harry. Well, if just Harry could... Um, I know Adam Lambert, uh, does, like, headlines or, like, fronts for Queen now. But if, like, Harry could do that for a day... Um, oh, my God. I that would be so cool. I think that would cool. be my ideal life um, if I could live in that universe where that's happening. Um, and then my last one is a song that I actually want you to listen to, too. Um, and it's called Real Love Baby by Father John Misty. Um and it's, like, a really sweet song, and Father John Misty is known for, I don't know, he's more known for, like, kind of, like, biting songs and, like, kind of a bit more snarky, but this one seemed pretty pure um, and just lovely, um, and I would love to see Harry's voice on that or hear Harry's voice on that. Um, Wait, what is it called? Real Love Baby by Father John Misty. Okay, just putting it in a tap. Wow! I feel like this is the farthest I've ever gotten when Kato and I asked Kato to listen to something. <laughs> I just have to link it to Harry and then I'm set. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then for 1D, I said, um, if I could fly. And mm. I feel like, I remember both of us feeling the same way that, um, I think he, he starts the song, right? Um, and I remember yeah. listening to it for the first time and being so jolted out of it when someone else started singing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, yeah. Harry, come back. Please finish the entire song. Um, I just feel like it sounded so beautiful with his voice. And I just think that, like, that kind of song, sometimes the pers- like the uh, the intimacy of a One Direction song is kind of broken when there's four or five people singing on it. And I feel like If I Could Fly would be even more devastating with just one person singing it. And especially, like, yeah. Harry, I just feel like suits that song so well. Um, and, I mean, I'm always down to cry some more. So, I mean, if Harry sang the <laughs> entire song, I'd be bawling. So, Yeah. And I can, I can really picture it, too, just, like, the setting of it, him on stage with a mic and, like, just the emotion yeah. on his face. Because One Direction, during concerts, they don't really sing songs that are sad. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of sad songs, so you don't necessarily 
get to see that type of emotion. The only one I'm thinking of where you can kind of see, like, that, I guess, I mean, 18, I feel like you get to see the emotional And, like, through the dark a little bit. Face. Yeah, through the dark. Um, so, like, I could, I could see, like, this one. I'm just, like, picturing what he would be doing to really, like, because when you sing, you want to convey the lyrics, you know, mm-hmm. you want to make it, like, an emotional experience, especially with this song, which is already an emotional spirit experience in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really good. Um, and then you said queen ones, and then what else did you say? Um, the real love baby one that you have a tab open oh, for yeah, that you're yeah, going to yeah. listen to after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this ar- ar- um, artist, Father John Misty. Um, okay, then my turn for Harry. Um, I chose for the One Direction one, Olivia. Nice. Obza wobs. Um, although this one, like, it is good with a crowd singing, like, with all of them singing. Like, unlike If I Could Fly, where I think, like, really could benefit from just having one person. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Olivia, I don't mind too much having all the voices, especially, like, with the harmonies that they do and yeah. stuff. Um, but again, like, just, I want this song live. Um, oh, God. So, and Harry would definitely do it justice, especially, like, him performing it. I feel like he could just, like, do his craziness. It's just, a, it's one of those songs where you can really, it's almost like it has a quality of act my age where, like, you can yeah. really just, like, be loopy to it. Um, uh, and then the next song I chose was Make It Rain. Um, Ed Sheeran sings this, but I think Foy Vance has also sung it. Um Foy Vance, not Vance George. I always get those so confused. (laughs) I know. Foy Vance, the guy who sometimes opens for Ed, he's, like, older, not the young guy. I think, is Foy Vance the older guy? And then Vance Joy opened for Taylor Swift that one time or something. Or, like, had opened for Taylor Swift. God, they're so confusing. Can they get different friends? Ugh. Maybe it wasn't even him who sang this one. Is it a cover? I brought him up for nothing. Um, I, I don't know. There's two versions of Make It Rain, I feel like. Or no, maybe it's two versions of a different song. Okay. That's what it is that Foy Vance sings and Ed sings. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is Make It Rain. I have the Ed Sheeran version. I think it's that he was, he did it in compilation with some other people. I don't know. Um, anyway, it's a slow, like, dramatic song that really builds, like, like, Make It Rain is, like, one of the only lyrics and, like, it gets repeated a lot, and it gets very... It's kind of, like, a moody, like, buildy, loud song. That's so and interesting. I don't think I've ever heard I'm it. I'm just... It's a it's a really good one. Um, It's, like, not one that you'd, like, everyday jam to. Like, it's definitely, like, an emotional, yeah. like, intense, like, song. Um, But I feel like I could really see Harry, like, putting that emotion into it and, like, slowly building to, like like, almost, like, a screamy, like, screaming make it rain a bit, um, because it has that quality in the song where, like, you're picturing, like, it pouring rain and, like, someone standing out in the dark, like, screaming, make it rain! That just, like, kind of sounds like the thing that, like, rappers say or, like, you know what I mean? Like, make it rain. I'm just, like, that's, like, the literal only thing that I can, like, (laughs) keep thinking and I'm just, like, did Little Wayne sing this song? Like, I just, like, I was just, like, that's so interesting that, like, Ed Sheeran did a cover of this song, but, um... Yeah, it was a Foy Van song. I just looked it up. It was by oh, him, okay. so you were right. Okay, good. Nice. Um, so that's a good one. Oh, and also, like, uh, what's that song by Ed that's, like, so emotional? I think it was from his first album. It was, like, Love Me or something? Uh, yeah. Um, Give Me Love. Give yeah, Me Love. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Is. Uh, that would be, too. Like, the, I love those, especially when he performs live. Like, you really get that, like, shouty 
aloofness. Yeah, of it. and just like the straining um, of your voice is just like so powerful. Yeah, and I feel like Harry could do that well. Hopefully, he does do that. Like, I really want Harry to take on not. I. I mean, he needs to do his own type of performance, but like Ed really, really is so into like working the crowd yeah. and like making the crowd participate and, like, sing along. And, like, he really mixes up his songs when he performs them live versus the album, which makes, like, live performances so, like, worth it. Mm -hmm. Not that artists who don't mix them up aren't worth it, but, like, it's just so interesting every single time you go. It's so different. And, like, you get to hear new things live that you would never hear on the studio album. And, like, that would be so cool if Harry did something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't know if his, like, style song would give to that, but I think you could, like, make it what you want. Yeah. Um, speaking of Ed's, like, I'm so freaking excited. I, it's, like, an hour and, what, four... No, f- one day and four hours until... Wow. Less than four hours until his album comes out. And, man. Did you listen to the Eraser that he put out the other day? Um, no, I haven't had a chance. And it's frustrating because I'm going to be away this weekend, so I'm not going to have a chance to listen to it until, like, next oh, week. So that's kind of sad, but... Well, if you don't want spoilers, probably don't look at my Twitter. Oh, no, <laughs> it'll be fine as long as you don't, like... You know, yeah. It's not One Direction where I'm gonna be, I don't know. It's it just, nothing's the level of One Direction for Oh, me. yeah, because you didn't, you didn't love Multiply that much, Yeah, right? not really. So, well, I am so, I'm, like, already talking to my sisters. I'm, like, how are we gonna listen to this Ed Sheeran album and, like, not give spoilers, but also, like, listen on our own, but also somehow listen together? Like, we need to, like, plan this out. Oh, wow. Um, But I really loved Eraser. Um, oh, interesting. I'll have to go listen to really it after good. this. Yeah. Um... Well, I'm only on my third one. Okay, my third one was I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Um, Interesting. This is just a fun bop. (laughs) And these ones I was kind of thinking of, like, more karaoke. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd love to see Harry, like, at a karaoke bar performing this song. Um, It's a freaking long song, though. It repeats itself I know. People love to do this at karaoke, and then it just, like, it goes on for seven years, and you just see the regret in their face, and they're just like, why? (laughs) Yeah, um, but maybe a shortened version. <laughs> um, I feel like Harry would be cute up there. Um, another one which was more just like a fun karaoke vibe one was Grigio Girls by Lady oh, Gaga. <laughs> um, I that's such a such a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Harry at a karaoke bar would work this one. Um, and just have a good time. What was the song he sung karaoke to the other week? I can't remember. Back in December. Um, I don't know, but he did a duet with that one. Um, and then my last more serious one was Move Together by James Bay, which is one of my fave James Bay songs. Um, and I think it's just, like, a really slow song, and it almost kind of reminds me of, like, If I Could Fly, um... And the lyrics are just so pretty, and I feel like Harry could bring something new to it. And, yeah. Nice. Um, That was all of them. Anyway, we would love to hear your feedback on anything we talked about in the show. If you had a song that you'd love each of the boys to cover, let us know. That'll be the question of the week this week. Um, So we have one to talk about next week. Um, But let us know what songs you would like each of the boys to sing, and whether or not you think they will do carpool karaoke with James Corden. Um, as well as any other suggestions you have for our show. 
Um, thank you so much for listening to episode 88 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com, or our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find I'm you? I'm Kara underscore pond, and Kara is with a C. And you can also head over to iTunes, rate and review us, give us a five-star rating. Um, and subscribe there if you want to get every episode as soon as it happens. Um, and make sure you put in the link for, if you're a Patreon listener, put in the link and you can get your um, extra bonus content from Patreon right to your um, phone as well. And we're on SoundCloud if you have that app. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 89. Bye! Bye. Doesn't like that kind of dress Everything she never had She's showing up